and start recording. All right, so you said it was boring, right? <laughs> Let's liven it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so with the Ascension, I found it very interesting. Let me um, navigate to um, to the to the Greek because I think that that was um, a very interesting aha moment that I had with the just what Ascension means. Some of its different contexts in the Greek um, were, were fascinating. Um, so just kind of going through my process because um, I realize not everyone uses Bible Hub, but um, if you go to Bible Hub and then uh, you come up here to any of these scriptures that are uh, listed in our workbook here or in the topical guide, uh, go to, to Luke and let's see, does Luke have the actual word ascension in it? Don't has to go up. So let's actually do the John. Yeah, because John will be, um, it uses that one quite a bit. So John 2017. There and go down to verse 17. So this is the one where he is with Mary Magdalene. And so there's a few fun words here in the Greek that uh, I found very interesting. So when he says to her, cling to me not, for I have not yet ascended, um, if we come to that word ascended here, uh, we can see some of the, the common things that it is translated at, and then we'll actually dive into some of its other uh, uses here. But it to ascend means to go up, uh, to mount, as in to like mount a horse or um, to ascend like a mountain. Um, uh, to, to rise, to spring up, to come up, um, and uh, to go from a base or a basis and go upwards. Uh, so it's, it has lots of different connotations here, but um, looking at some of its uses, we see that the gospel writers use that word extensively. Um, so when he was baptized, he also used the same word to go up out of the water. He immediately went up and the the multitudes on the mountain he goes up um that thorns are are springing up it's that same word and so it's it's quite a popular word throughout the new testament to ascend <clears throat> and um here in in these verses it's uh used a couple of different ways. And so we can kind of uh, take a look at those nuances as we, we go through them. But um, since we're here in the John chapter 20, verse 17, I thought this was another interesting one because I've heard it, but I've never actually done the word study on it. Um, but when he tells Mary to not touch him, that is a very rudimentary uh, way to, to say it. It most of the translations do not uh, say that exact same connotation. So looking at some of the, the other various versions of it, uh, in the New International, uh, Jesus says, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended. The New Living, don't cling to me, for I have not ascended. Um, a lot of them use that, do not cling to me, uh, meaning she probably was touching him. It wasn't unlawful for her to not, but he he's basically saying when we're looking at the Greek, you know, don't get too used to this because I do still have to go. go. Like I, I'm back 
in order for you to witness and for uh, additional teachings. But, um, you know, my my mortal mission has has ended and don't cling to me. Don't get too uh, used to this. And so down here in that word, the cling to, uh, a to is um, not uh, to fasten to something, um, to lay hold of something, to touch or to know carnally, which I, I find very interesting with a perspective that Mary very well may be his, his wife uh, to, to know carnally there. Um, it is also to, to properly attach oneself to. Um, and so touch is just one little aspect of all that that word can possibly mean. And so I, I found that very interesting. Um, so I don't know if I've ever described like the difference between, um, between different lexicons. If not, I, here's like a really simple breakdown. So Strong's lexicon is great, but it only compares the words across the Bible. It's not going out to the, the language as a whole and, and pulling a greater context into things. And so um, if you do want a, a more full lexicon of uh, Greek study, um, there's the Liddell and Scott's lexicon that also pulls from all of these like, like Greek, um, like, like the Iliad and, and Homer's works, the Odyssey, etc., and and uses all of those Greek words to help build out the, the meanings of um, what the classical Greek world would have known those words to, to look like. So um, for the the word that I was just talking about, the, the cling to, I, I found some of these really interesting. Um, so branching out from just a, a biblical stance of, of how it's used to, to a more fuller one, it is, it is often used to um, look at how a shield was fastened to a person, that you're clinging to it for dear life as if your life depends on it, it has a kind of a, a little bit different context to it. Like, don't cling to me like, like you're clinging to your shield for, for dear life kind of a thing. Um, and, and can't you imagine Mary clinging to, to Christ that way as soon as she finally realizes who he is? Like, Master Rabboni, like, <laughs> don't squeeze me like a shield. I, I found that very interesting. That sure does change the whole the whole perspective of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he said, don't touch me, I, I thought, but then he let other people and it even said that. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't make much sense to me, but I could see though, when you saw me, would you would want to cling to him. You were like, don't leave. You got your back. <laughs> like you can yeah. see that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's not just the story of from when she realizes it, we get like the depth of her emotion. Like she thought that they had taken him away, his body. Like, I mean, she was getting it, her heart ripped apart there. And for that to, to all come back together, like I can just see her just squeezing him so tightly. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, don't touch me. Versus. Like Cameron, like it wasn't long uh, after that, that, he 
showed himself to the other women that were in the garden, the other ones that followed him, and and they were able to touch his feet and 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 stuff. So I I don't think it was about just touching him. Right. Yeah. Cameron, I read something a long time ago, and I can't find it in my notes, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, Because your mom said the other people touched him. Do you know if that was after he had ascended or before? Because Mary saw him before he ascended, correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, The other women, was that before or after he had ascended? You know, I don't have uh, my my full context on that. I that's going to be my study <laughs> because I found something a long time ago, probably about five or six years ago, and someone's comment was because it, it says we're always cleansed by the, you know, our garments have to be made white by the blood of Christ, and this is just a Christian blog. If I can find it, I'll post it somewhere. But he said. Just like in the Old Testament, they had to sprinkle blood on the mercy seat and the person who had to do it had to be holy. So Christ had to be holy and undefiled. And so no one could touch him before he ascended to heaven and put his blood on the mercy seat. I thought that was really interesting. So that's why he said, touch me not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And I can't find it in my notes. It's so long ago. And I might not even have it in my gospel app i might have handwritten it i'll have to um i can't seem to find it so but if i do i'll i'll put it i'll try to find it if it's even available online anymore Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was really interesting so the timing might be a factor in that Mm -hmm. and he might have come back because he he ascended and and did come back right uh-huh yeah and he came back yeah and so it would be interesting to see if the timing the other women touched him after he had come back so it's just a thought (laughs) something i remember reading yeah for sure um and then there's uh, like two more different kind of nuances to to that cling or to um to, to touch or handle that was really interesting in liddell's thing here it says that um to grasp with the senses, to apprehend or perceive. So um, much like um, we're adjusting our eyes, this is kind of the, the example it gives. Like when we are all of a sudden in, in, in a bright place and, and having to adjust our eyes and actually perceive what, what's there, um, that also is a, a, a connotation of that word to touch. Um, Perceive me not in in my full glory, for I have not yet ascended, uh, is an interesting uh, take on it as well. And then the third one is um, to kindle or set on fire. Um, So to touch and and handle fire is is another connotation to that Greek word. So anyway, I found those all very interesting ways to, to look at it. um so what else stood out to you guys in um these verses of of ascension Uh, any patterns or uh questions that that arose i found it very interesting um how many times that he really is ascending and and i guess my question uh coming out of that was was there one main ascension or 
are all of them uh, equally as necessary, valid, or um, uh, like you were saying, Il, is there there one that really marks a, a difference in um, his resurrected glory type of a thing um, where uh, things and his relationships change because of the ascension that, that does take place? Um, anyway, that, that's one of my main questions because there's a lot of different ascensions here that all are playing out over, over a period of time. Uh, some of the uh, verses are talking about um, that he ascended again. Um, it was the third Nephi somewhere. Yeah, the third Nephi uses overshadowed. And I looked that one up. It's shelter, protect, or protecting influence. Yeah. It goes along with ascension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, so was that just like in a dictionary? Uh, to, for like, That was... from the, the 1828 dictionary. Oh, uh -huh. That's one that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have it handy with me today, so I didn't look up any of those. But 1828, I'm gonna have to make sure to look up some definitions there too. <clears throat> For overshadowed. Um, but yeah, in that third Nephi 1839, mm -hmm. uh, the disciples saw and did bear record that he ascended again into heaven. That there's there's quite a few times that he's ascending and uh anyway it's just quite interesting to, to me to i don't know I, I guess i just never put it together that there was uh multiple ascensions and and it makes me wonder if there was one particular that was different than the rest or if they all kind of follow the same pattern kind of a thing well i think probably the the first one right after uh is probably the one where he goes to the father and he's returning and reporting so i think that one's probably we can put that in a little bit different class than the rest of them they're all important because he's always going back up there but i think that one was a return and report mm -hmm. yeah so like the the very first one there with luke 24 um is that the one that you're referring to when he's ascending from Bethany as being the, the mm -hmm. Okay, I want to talk about the Acts 1, 11 one. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we read that, and we were marking our scriptures today, and I go, um, who's who's talking here who's asking him why does he stand there gazing up into heaven and we looked that up and you got to include uh nine and ten in with that verse the verses because it tells you in verse 10 it says and while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel and as soon as we read that, I was like, oh, gosh, I know those two men. Those are angels. And I've, I, I learned some stuff at uh, Education Week about them, who they are. And they're the same two angels that um, were at the tomb that uh, 
that was staying there at the tomb, though, those two that we were talking about there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I did. I couldn't find it when Cameron was there. But I, I thought it must be in my notes. And so I went through my notes. I've got, and it happened to be in the first one I looked through. But anyway, there it's Moses and Elijah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't had time to read through the whole thing. But um, Luke writes about both of those. And Andy writes about the uh, upon the Mount of Transfiguration, the, the same two. And, and why that's important that it's them. And it has something to do with Moses was over the law and Elijah was over the prophets. That's the law and the prophets thing. Anyway, but I, I not as prepared as I should be because I found it actually while we were watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or watching the movie is intently. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of was thinking Moses and Elijah when you were saying all that before, but I, I couldn't pinpoint it down or why I was even thinking that. But yeah, I'm glad you found it. That is cool. Yeah. And so um, hopping over to that that first ascension there with the Luke 24. So there a few things that I found very interesting um, was that Bethany is the the house of figs, right? Uh, Beth means house or bet and uh, honey is is the figs. Well, I, I could be pronouncing that wrong. I'm not super <laughs> Hebrew literate yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> but, um, and I found it very interesting that he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them. So like he's in that posture and, um, and, and doing that while he is uh, parting from them and carried up into heaven. I, I read, um, a couple of different accounts of the martyrdom of Joseph Smith, and they said that he was in that exact same posture um, at the window there. And, and so it was just an interesting uh, kind of a connection, but um, I, I don't know. I just, when I picture the Ascension, I wasn't necessarily picturing him with, um, with lifted hands and, and actually in the act of blessing them as he was ascending. Um, Oh, that was new to me. I don't know why I, I skipped over that part before, but um, I love how painting that picture um, helps me envision what was really happening here. And so when they do um, return to Jerusalem with great joy, they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. So, um, you know, after the crucifixion and, and everything, everybody's in hiding, but but here, with such great joy and being blessed and um, everything from the Lord, they went and, and spent continuous time in the temple. I found that very interesting um, in, in, in light of everything that's happened and uh, how they would not be spotted in the temple. Or anyway, that somehow they were blessed to, to be in the temple to continue praising and blessing God throughout that 
Anyway, I, I thought there was a lot there crammed in that one little tiny verse. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Isn't that one of the gifts of um, being translated, of being invisible? Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to to not be seen necessarily. I love that. Um, I found this also interesting. So, in John three thirteen. Um, uh, just the the first few words and no man hath ascended up into heaven that no man hath really caught my attention for some reason i don't know like the lord was just like highlighting it for me today i was like okay i need to pay attention but i don't know what's coming coming but um and no man hath ascended up into heaven but he that came down from heaven even the son of man which is in heaven so it's basically talking about that that no one ascended before christ did like he was the first one to do it so that others could um, but I, I was prompted to, to just Google that phrase, no man hath. And really there's only one gospel writer that uses that phrase over and over again. And that is John. And so, um, he uses it in John 15, 13, uh, also in three thirteen, and in one verse 18, a couple others that are kind of loosely related, but, um, Every time that he uses that phrase, he talks about another aspect of Christ that proves that he is the first that allows the, the rest to do it. So here, no man hath ascended up into heaven uh, before Christ. Um, I'm going to have to look these up because I'm going to butcher paraphrasing them. Um, no man at any time hath seen God. Um, and that doesn't mean that no one's ever seen God. It just means... No one's ever seen him until Christ is able to actually ascend into the, the seventh heavens with him. And then the other one, oh man. Do you remember what the other one was, Mother? Um, I'm gonna have to look it up just a second. John <laughs> 15, 13. Oh, no, uh, well, this is a, a rough translation, but no one hath greater love than this which it really, the, the proper translation, uh, no man hath greater love than this to lay one's life down for one's friends. And so he is the first fruits in that um, type of a sacrifice as well. And so uh, anyway, I, I thought that that was an interesting connection with that one little phrase, no man hath. Um, and that John is, none of the other writers use that. It's just John, and he uses it there and also in the first epistle of John. I've got... So, sorry, I'm eating dinner. Um, so is what you're saying that um, until Christ performed the atoning sacrifice that nobody was able to receive the third comforter yes that's what i okay. i was like oh i never considered that before but i think that that's what john's saying okay wow thank you
Um, and then I have John chapter six with an exclamation point, but my brain went blank. So I'm looking it up now. Just a second. So there's something in there that was interesting. Oh, about, about where he ascended to the, because it says where he was before. Mm -hmm. I was asking that question, remember? Like, was he in the pre-mortal um, spirit world like, like we were before we came? And he's going back there and it didn't make any sense. And then you talked about the different heavens. There's more than one heaven. There's one that's above all the other heavens and that's where they reside. Mm -hmm. Let's see. So chapter six is, um, like, yes, all of that. I'm trying to kind of lay a, a groundwork where my brain was at when I was studying this like a month ago. Can't help you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, with this, they are feeding the 5,000, right? And um, it comes to the point at the end of the chapter of John chapter six, where he's telling them that he is the bread of life. And that they're finding that a hard saying because they're like, are, are we supposed to be eating you? Like, that's a weird thing to be talking about. Like, why are you saying that? And um, this is where, um, let's see. This is a hard saying, who can hear it? And Jesus knew in himself what they were murmuring about and asked, does this offend you? Um, and then comes this verse 62 that's here. What and if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before. So that is a really bad translation. King James really did a bad one on that one. But um, it means what if you were to see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before. So consider that in its context. He's, he's giving them... Um, bread and and feeding the feeding them kind of a thing and then saying i'm the living bread you should eat me and live forever and they're they're finding that hard to to accept and that's how he answers them it, it's very interesting question to to pose to him so it says what if you were to see the son of man who i mean some of them don't believe that he is the son of man but um but he, he's still posing that question what if you were to see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? And then the, continuing on in, in the next verse, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. And so, um, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him and he said therefore said i unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father and so from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him so this is the the first 
kind of calling of, of, of the flock here, where um, he's, he's definitely pointing forward to Judas, but he's also um, allowing a group of these who are finding his, his words difficult to, to go ahead and, and depart from them. Uh, they didn't follow him. But I, I found it very interesting the, the reasoning behind why they, they left. So they couldn't figure out why they were actually eating Christ. And he's telling them that if you eat me, you will be quickened. Those that partake of the living bread don't die anymore. And so the, the feeding of, of the multitude here is, is training ground. He's preparing them to, for translation and uh, to be a i don't know he's giving them some some meat here and um uh, allowing those that aren't ready for it to um to choose to to not follow after him anymore so john chapter 6 really was blowing my mind this time of what christ was actually teaching there um with that group of people and and he's he's referencing it with his own ascension um, that ascension motif and and the translation doctrine there. I don't know. Maybe that was all really confusing because I didn't word that word. <laughs> but anyway, chapter six, it'll blow your mind. Go and study it really, really deep. <laughs> That's just wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved watching those other uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. So good. They evolve as the third one gets there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, what else? I'm, <laughs> I need a better system for notes. I still, I, I'm like a kindergartner. I write all over the page and <laughs> squeak everything in the margins. It's really hard to focus in on what my thoughts were here. Um, in Neil Marriott's quote here, uh, I found that very interesting. Let me just read that real quick. It says, soon after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, the apostle Peter taught, let all know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and, Jesus, and Christ. The listeners were stricken in their hearts and asked Peter and the others, men and brethren, what shall we do? And they subsequently obeyed Peter's teachings with gladness. I hope that we also are stricken in our hearts to acknowledge the Savior, repent, and obey with gladness. And um, I think this was back when we were studying Isaiah or whatever, but um, I have uh, written in the margin, when they subsequently obeyed Peter's teachings, that that is is, um, covenant language. as kind of that that suzerain covenant um so as they obey peter's teachings his law and peter obeys the master's law then they they merit the the blessings and the um the protection of the covenant there which i had never considered before that peter was immediately um coming around and and bringing many people under his his watch care under covenant language here. 
Sorry, <laughs> I'm reading my chicken scratches. Um, I have an interesting one in Mosiah 18.2, but I don't necessarily know what it means. I really shouldn't study way too far in advance because then I can't remember what I studied. Um, so let me look up Mosiah 18.2. Uh, we'll figure this one out together because apparently there was something fun in it. So... Um, Alma is teaching in private. He sets forth the covenant of baptism, waters of Mormon, all of that kind of stuff. And Alma and his people flee from King Noah in the wilderness. So he says, yea, concerning that which was to come and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, the redemption of the people which was to be brought to pass through the power and sufferings and death of Christ and his resurrection and ascension into heaven. And so I have the question written here of what specific blessings can I personally have because of the ascension specifically? And okay, so what does that question have to do with this verse? So, yea, concerning that which was to come, and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, and the redemption of the people, which was to be brought to pass through the power and sufferings and death of Christ, and his resurrection and ascension into heaven. And as many as would hear his word, he did teach, and he taught them privately. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that one might have just been a brain fart. <laughs> I'm sure that I had a really interesting connection with that because I have like exclamation points behind it, but I'm not seeing my full intent there. But yeah, just kind of like what we um, have already kind of talked about tonight. Um, answering that question, what specific blessings can I have because of the ascension? Um, it's, it kind of goes back to that John 3.13, uh, I think, to, in my mind, that no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So because he did that, now we can. It, it opens the path for our own personal ascensions. And that, um, that we have a pattern of, of ascension. That's why we are given Jacob's ladder, Isaiah's ladder, and all of these different scriptural patterns and basis for ascension by degrees, right? So um, because he did, now, now we can uh, follow and, and pattern our lives after an ascension pattern there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you know how done my brain work sometimes well i think you got a lot out of it i am very impressed <laughs> nope <clears throat> um i totally forgot to uh, i've been so <laughs> focused here that i forgot about the chat so um we've got Elle's original quotes there that she had posted earlier and then um but uh, another article on the the john uh, account of touch me not so we'll have to, to give that one a read and then um so is this 
the red chair <laughs> video that you found, Kevin? Yeah, but it's not free on YouTube. You might be able to find it free somewhere else. I think I paid like $4 or eight. It wasn't very much, but it's really good. Okay, cool. Before the wrath. It doesn't sound at all familiar. So I'm super excited to like actually get into it. And what if like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> you were the one that told us to watch it, but maybe it was someone else. I don't know. I love it. I remember Ross Ad and I were talking about it during a meeting. So I thought it was all of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Should be. But it's in this one. I'm gonna mark it so that whenever I want to watch it, I'm gonna come back to this episode. And get You're to gonna love it. It's really, really good. It reminded me of the Jose one. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, I'm just opening up uh, L's links here with uh, both of these articles. Well, one's an article and one's kind of like a chat going on, right? Of the touch me not. Very interesting. I'm gonna have to dive into those. Um. Anyway, yeah, anything else? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find the one I was looking for, but the chat, the third hour chat seems to say the same thing that he had to be purified and if anyone touched him, it would defile him. Mm. Um, so that's why he could, she couldn't touch him before he ascended the first time. Yeah. And so I just thought that I found when I heard that, I thought that was really, really interesting. I'd never thought of it that way. I never understood why he said that, but, but I can't find it. It's too long ago and it might not even exist. The one I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just did like a, a word search for for different uh, translations in that third hour one. It's very interesting. They've got like so many different like side tangents that they're going on. I love it. It's going to be a fun one. What makes me think that that the way that the the thing that Elle's describing maybe um, could be accurate is. Um, <laughs> I still think Mary would have understood what was what was happening, even though um, I think maybe perhaps it was that she just didn't realize that Christ was that Christ was the gardener, not that he was not coming back. And I just I find it hard to believe that she wouldn't be totally clued in and understanding everything. Mm -hmm. Because um, from all of the accounts, right, we have that she um, was one of the, the very few that, that does ascend to the seventh heaven as well. Mm -hmm. um, most of the apostles, it mentions that they ascended to the third. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's all a, a progression, but um, that she is um, one of the most valiant women that, that we have in, in all of scripture, that, that she was able to ascend to the seventh. I'm still not a hundred percent sure on what that means. <laughs> I've I've heard about it, but I I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I don't even know how to necessarily summarize that. But I mean, it it's all about about ladders, right? I mean, there's there's rungs. There's there's 
levels of, of heavens and progression and um, what DNC uh, talks about where uh, the more that we put into this life, the, the, the better it will be, uh, the more advantage in, in the world to come, right? That, that, that we can ascend and, and she ascended quite quickly kind of a thing. Doesn't it refer to like the celestial kingdom? I've heard that they, the celestial is divided into thirds. Is the terrestrial divided into thirds as well? It very well could be. I, I, and about the bottom one, is that divided into thirds or just single? I mean, if it was single, the bottom was single and the others were in thirds, that would make seven. Yeah. So, Very interesting. So I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I'm not sure about the other two. I just know the celestials divided into thirds. Uh -huh. So, but I don't know about the other two. So that's what I'm curious to finding out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know on that either. But um, if you ever look at like the, the Kabbalistic tree of life, that representation with the, the seven uh -huh. Um, that one has uh, a really good representation of like the seventh heavens. Um, oh, okay. Kind of a thing. But I'll yeah, look that up then. How that applies to like celestial, terrestrial, telestial, and so I, I've never quite considered that with the the divisions in there and and everything. Is heaven considered? Many... Sorry. No, you're good. I thought heaven was only the celestial kingdom. I didn't think that the other kingdoms were called heaven though is that mm -hmm. true i don't even know why <laughs> no, i have more questions coming out tonight than i have answers <laughs> i love it and i i've got one more <laughs> i've got way more questions than anything else um how do where do we get the information do you know about the apostles being in the third level yeah um let's see third and was that all of the apostles? Because I can't imagine that being John. I, I'm just Googling and, and throwing things here in chat. Um, I haven't necessarily read these, but, um, but they look decent as far as being able to, to look at different scriptures that would point to that. Because like Paul, I, that first one, Paul going to the third heavens. Um, I know that Peter ascended to the third heaven somewhere in, in our canon. This reminds me of karate. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's irreverent, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> But yeah, I'm gonna have to do more work on getting some good solid references for the, the third heavens there. What happens? <laughs> I'm not asking you to know, but I'm just wondering, you know, if you're, you're, you and your spouse are not on the same level. Well, then it's all a crapshoot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just read something on that, but I don't know if I can find it. It's like when you read so much stuff you're you just swims i just read something about that or heard a podcast and they were saying if your spouse doesn't follow along and you it's up to you to live the gospel to the best of your ability and if they don't follow along then they just they just 
don't. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember exactly where I saw it now. And I thought, okay, because people have always asked. But if you, I mean, if you can't get along now and you can't be on the same page now, what would mean you'd want to be together in heaven on the same, mm-hmm. same page, you know, the same spot, because you're not on the same level. So that kind of makes sense. So I don't know where I saw it. I just saw it the other day and somebody asked me that and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that sometimes we, we just can't even comprehend God's full plan on that necessarily because it's probably way more complex and advanced than um, <laughs> we just need to work about. Just do what you can here <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, but that with the the spirit world and with the millennium that there are um, many opportunities for advancement and and really coming to a, a more full view of each other kind of a thing and stuff but i don't know because we can advance in the millennium still too correct it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't stop yeah it's just so that. it's still uh huh. So we can still grow and progress during the millennium. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So if we haven't gotten it right yet, we have a thousand years to get it right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's. I mean, I've got a lot of chicken scratches here of future assignments and and homework things to do (laughs) as far as what my brain has comprehended so far. I think I've hit all the points. Anybody else have anything that they wanted to bring up? No, but for the party, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) i just find it so interesting you know it's just um gives me a chuckle that um people that i I, i've talked to just through the the past few months and stuff i'm like so like what's your favorite part of of book club and and uh, is there anything that you would change or or you know that you don't want to do but (laughs) the most they're like we need more watch parties (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) I don't know how we put those in, but <laughs> watch parties were popular, I guess. But I'll have to figure out why that first attempt was graying out and not able to watch it. I don't know. I'm not the greatest with technology. Maybe we can do an arrival and an annual arrival and see. <laughs> One year Learn- Brown and can pull out of it from <laughs> Tracy <laughs> from year to year. <laughs> Somebody just messaged me the other day going, okay, I buckled down and watched it again and it's a whole new movie. Like I but I still don't get it. <laughs> can you tell me? And I'm like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's all personal. Everybody's gonna interpret it different ways and, and things and I, you know it's that's what it's made to do. <laughs> I don't have any answers for you, but <laughs> I just know that there's a lot of untruth in in that movie. 
somebody was texting me uh, also with Wizard of Oz <laughs> the other day as well. It's like, oh my gosh, this thing has a lot in it. I'm like, yep, that's what that's the one on my list. Did you like it before you found all 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 this the spiritual meaning? Because I just don't like that show. So I don't know, Mother. Like, wasn't I kind of scared of the flying monkeys when I was little or something? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you can watch it. But didn't I used to watch it though? Still, not that part. I love the flying monkeys now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, when we were little, young, what was it on? It, darling, was it on in March or February every year? Do you remember? I don't, I don't like remember. Thanksgiving. Thanks. Oh, Tracy, you know Thanksgiving. Either that or Sound of Music. They always put them on on holidays. Sound of Music, because it was either February, or March, at least where I lived, mm -hmm. that they had it on. But it was national. Yeah, it was national. It was just the thing. So. That's funny. But I mean, seriously, if you want to take a look, I, Arrival has a lot of layers, but it's kind of in, in one direction. But like Wizard of Oz, there are so many different layers um, to that show. Holy cow. Well, let's do that one, Kay. <laughs> Which one, Cameron? I didn't hear you. But... The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Yeah, that's a fun one. I mean, if you want to you could basically take Wizard of Oz and because it is the endowment and apply it to any one prophet in scripture and and it fits like there's there's lots of new nuances and, and things to take out of each story and stuff because it everything's basically the same story from God when it is presented from him and all of the prophets play it out but you you start seeing different nuances of Oh, I never really understood that about Lehi until you look at it from an endowment perspective, and and the Wizard of Oz just really kind of is is a catalyst for considering some of those things. But yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe then I will love it, <laughs> or at least like it. Yeah, there's so much, and like looking at, um, I forget who's the the guy that wrote it. I know I should know his name by now, but is it Bomb? Yeah, oh Frank Bomb. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and how he received it was is a totally interesting story as well. Oh, I don't know that one either. Yeah. Well, they did a great movie about him, and it was I can't remember who the actor was that played him. It's called The Wonderful. I can't remember. I thought it was called The Wonderful World of Oz, but it was all it was a dramatization of his life oh yeah and they did it probably in the 90s i have it somewhere buried on some dvd <laughs> i don't know if it's still out there i want to say oh can't think of the actor i can't think of the actor at all but you can probably google it and find it it's probably on the international movie database uh-huh that's what it was called was the wonderful world of oz i'm not positive i haven't watched it for a long time it was interesting yeah um anything else any other fun tangents <laughs> for the night 
Um, I, if you haven't noticed or whatever, I, the first uh, episode for the Cosmism podcast is up and um, a couple more for the, the Spiritual Gifts podcast. Uh, uploaded those yesterday. I'm filming a whole bunch more this next week. Um, Cosmism? What was that? I've not heard that one. What's that one about? What's is something you're doing or something you're on somebody else's? Uh, you know, I'm uh, me and Wendy are doing it um, for Cosmism. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, kind of taking a, a look at electric universe and catastrophism and and just kind of all of that because it's a pretty complex field, and so we're trying to. <clears throat> bring it down and uh, present it in good bite-sized chunks that are uh, easier to understand. And anyway, so yeah, we're, we're just kind of doing, it's like a, a book club with just me and her, and we're just kind of presenting um, some different ideas and uh, opinions kind of a thing. It's just a podcast. And it's on Learning Zion? Uh-huh, yep. Okay. Um, so cool. learningzion.com slash cosmism, or if you want um, to actually listen to the shouldn't record that but um i I recorded myself uh reading it and so that's in the the actual like past book clubs section of learning kind of on the back end anthony larson's book you mean the the blood one is that what you read yeah Uh, okay oh cool i used to own that (laughs) i got rid of it unfortunately yeah so are you doing the you know how he has his 10 10 lessons no there's more than 10 lessons those is it that stuff or i haven't read the book his the blood book uh-huh, is it yeah. the- so um <laughs> it's kind of a, a hard one to explain because there's there's overlap but they're they're very different as well so his book was what came out first um his, his books his trilogy of books and then he kind of took that and amplified it with his his classes that are available online. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I find that there's stuff in the books that aren't necessarily in his classes either. So I I find that the books are like a necessary first step, and then we'll kind of branch off into those. Um, so after we uh, go through Anthony Larson's uh, three quick little books, um, then we're going to go on to um, actually tackle Velikovsky and then come kind of full circle back to um, what those classes are are teaching but in a little bit different way um, because I, I you know I don't want to just copy what Anthony's done but um, most it's just a podcast of like kind of pointing you in the right directions and being like, hey, this is kind of first step, understand this. And once you're ready, kind of go here and, and here's some articles that are handy for it, kind of a thing. Um, it's not like we're just trying to to teach a class on it necessarily. It's more of, it's more of a book club with some handy links and, and stuff like that. Love it. But yeah. Love it. Um, well, she's a goodie for that, isn't she? Oh man. <laughs> 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 we really I, I told her i was like we really should record our after party like after we're done uh, filming for the actual podcast like we go on for like hours of like oh my gosh we really should record that <laughs> yes 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 well she's fascinating her head is full mm-hmm. yeah then what's the what's the twitter guide does she use any of that stuff because that's rich too We'll be bringing a lot of that in. We're hopefully going to get him on the podcast as well. 
that'd be fantastic. I know he does interviews, so that would be great. Really? Yeah, yeah I listen. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's that book in Learning Zion that you might have recorded? I can't find it. Let me pull it up really quick so I can show. Okay, so. So, Leslie, I have a question for you. I just popped back in. <laughs> I have to ask this question. Hang on just a sec. He's looking up the thing for me. Oh, you're good because I, I can do this in a second. Yeah, what were you saying, Laura? Leslie, when you were talking about shield and protection, were you were you referencing the temple in that? Because that like really hit me when I started thinking about that during scriptures. I was. I couldn't have done what I did without. I was going to the temple two to three times a week and was endowed with such great <laughs> to be able to um, to know and do what he needed to be done to because you really do have to go down literally down to hell and in order to rescue sometimes it's a it's a great work and uh and i hope it didn't come across like i was like all that in a bag of chips because that's not not what i'm intending because it was all awkward oh, and not you talked to me about that before. No, there was no judgment or anything like that. Just that um, that phrase that you used. Yeah. It just made me reflect more on the blessings of the temple and the promises of the temple. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't. I don't feel like I can get on the mountain and shout my beliefs or anything about the traditions of men, but still. Um, I just need to be able to deal with it and actually praying for and asking for those blessings. Yeah. I believe is the answer. Cause he doesn't want us to be eaten alive by this. And yet we need to still go do the work. And it reminds me of visions of glory too, you know, given the ability to, um, to go through the fire and be in the fire. Cause it's not going to get better. So it's not. No, it's not. I didn't say anything I mean, offensive. No, it wasn't offensive at all. And so then I was thinking um, also, <clears throat> I, I guess it's been about like 14 years ago, I was living in Illinois and I went to this non-denominational homeschool group with my children. And so we were just doing a planning meeting in the summer and talking about what we wanted to do. And one of the subjects was, you know, art. And so I brought up, well, we can, you know, make jack-o'-lanterns. And it was just like dead silence. No one said anything. They just like was silence for a minute. And then they changed the subject. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. And that that was always like, it, it still took me a few years to figure it out. And I, but I always reflect back to that. Like these, these women knew, they knew. And so there's probably people all around us that know and live in the world, but they don't say anything either. They just wait for people by their examples and maybe not even what they say, what they don't say, because they didn't do anything. 
we're so deeply entrenched in traditions and having fun with our families and activities and back to the thing that president that Brigham Young said that our traditions cling to us so strongly that we cannot break through into that liberty. And, and I imagine if the church decided not to have Christmas trees, imagine if they did that, if they didn't have Christmas trees or the Christmas tree celebration or whatever, what that would do to people that aren't ready. I mean, they would just go, oh, wow. It, they just don't get it because they don't understand. So they couldn't, they couldn't do that anyway. They would lose too many people that aren't ready. Cameron, that's where I am. Yeah, it says it's not open to enroll. So how do we get into it? Oh, okay. It's not open yet. Good to know because <laughs> I thought it was uh, totally open and stuff. So um, yeah, uh, it's just about me going in and, and uh, opening it, uh, allowing it. So um, anyway, in there, there's just the three different books of his. And um, so you can actually watch our podcast. Um, I'm not putting that one on the, the forward facing page that everybody can access. And then there's all of the, the chapters um, of actually listening to me reading the book if you don't have the book um but it if shows them not not open though you can't uh click on them or they're locked uh yeah correct i i didn't realize that so i'm, I'm it's just a, a quick setting that i gotta fix and then it'll be oh, okay and then if you go over here on the side under podcasts um so the the cosmism podcast this is a public page that anybody can access they don't have to have a, an account with learning zion or anything like that um but here's where um it lists like the different links that are mentioned uh throughout episode one and and, and we'll keep kind of a, a running tab as we go through the the podcast um also a, a transcript of the episode so you can follow along if some people maybe like it's because it. it's on my phone and because I, I can know. see part of that uh-huh yeah so this one will be open but like the book clubs because there's lots of book clubs that are just closed um because of some of the the nature of it so I, I just gotta change that setting real quick Emma, can you put those two links in chat so I can grab them got it uh, yeah for sure Thank you. So there's that one and then the past book clubs. So the past book clubs, you'll scroll down to the Prophecy Trilogy. And then, yeah, give me five minutes after we close out and I'll have that open so everybody can access it. That's what I'm going to listen to tonight then. Yeah, <laughs> it'll give you some good dreams. <laughs> this is funny because both of you have extremely soothing voices. So I will not be able to listen to it going to sling down tonight. <laughs> My word. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Wendy that. Hey, we should do our things in ASMR. <laughs> 
if you if you read the transcript while you're while they're going, it's pretty funny too. <laughs> I know those auto transcripts; they get me. No, because it's it's transcripted pretty quirky. <laughs> it's yeah. fun though. It, so interesting, but I do find the transcripts handy so that like yeah, there was that ad in the podcast, and you can do like a quick find, you know, and yeah. try to find where we were talking yeah. about. But yeah, I'm not going through all of that effort to like correct the transcriptions because oh my gosh i don't who has the time <laughs> but um yeah let me get this any other questions and things before we head out for the night i'm going in right now and editing that permission for the book club. yeah don't leave yet because i'm gonna grab those two links that you just put up so what's the cosmism under i found the book where you're reading the book but the cosmism is under is it under one of the forums uh, it's under the the podcast, so they're on the side. Um, there's well, I didn't podcasts see podcasts on the side. Are you on? Let's see. A phone or a computer? Uh, I'm on a tablet. Okay. It's... Can you share that link too? Hello. Yeah, it, it's on there. I, I put both of them. Hmm. Oh, so calendar, tropical gods. Just have to go on the website. Yeah, I don't see podcasts. Uh, on the left-hand side, uh, like you can... Yeah, I have timelines, newsfeed, forums, documents, handouts, calendar, book clubs, topical guide, past book clubs, Hebrew study guides, Hebrew intro, Hebrew vocabulary. Bottom. Uh, and then can you scroll down? Okay, let me turn the tablet the other way. Let's see if I can get it. Well, now it's just giving me, okay. Just giving me, because I copied the link and pasted in. Let me go back to the home page and see if I can see it. Mm -hmm. um, well, now it doesn't give me the sidebar at all in that direction. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's do, the, let's do the tool thing. Oh, there we go. Podcasts. Okay. It cuts it off. Okay. It yeah, just wasn't scrolling down for some reason. I'll try to fix that. Okay. I have, to, I have to turn it. Yeah, I have to turn it and then everything else disappears, but it gives me the menu on the side. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got the podcast. I'll just have to remember to turn it in portrait mode instead of landscape. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. No, I don't know why. I would have never known there was any more. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. <laughs> so. Well, I can't get okay. the thing to scroll on the left. There's not a scroll bar. Okay. I can see timeline and past books, but I can't go past Hebrew study groups, but it doesn't scroll. There's not a scroll bar. Okay. So yeah, I just need to, to figure out what's going on on my settings on that side. All of this, are we talking about the Facebook group Learning Zion or the, okay, the website? The website. Yeah, website. All right. I think it's stuff related to if you're on a laptop versus a. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've just got some settings off, I guess. Phone. Um, kind of need to be on a laptop to get the best experience out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, <laughs> I hate having to design for for all of the devices because sometimes it'll look just great and then you get onto a different device and it's like oh everything crashed
yeah, I, I just got to go fix it. If I put it on my laptop, it all comes up beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get those permissions fixed so that everybody can access the. So now do I go to past book clubs? I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm catching on a lot to you guys. And I'm on my phone, past book clubs, is that where I go? Uh-huh. Oh, it's hard to find it on your phone. Uh, can you go on a laptop? I don't even have one. If you can't, if you can't he's going to fix it in a few minutes so he can. Okay. Mm -hmm. but awesome. yeah, you, you can click just on the, the chat there. I, I've got both of the links. Okay. All right, everybody should be able to access it now. I just yeah, thank you, Cameron, for helping figure that out. I would have never known. I'll just turn my <laughs> device around. It's a good thing I, you've about been it. a busy guy. Talking. There's a lot of podcasts there I didn't even know existed. Oh my goodness, you've been busy. Well, some of them are, are in the works, but they're not going to be live until they're done. But oh, okay, they're just titles right now. Okay. Yeah. So but the only wow. one that started is the spiritual gifts and the cosmism. Oh, okay. Other ones. Well, you got lots planned. <laughs> yeah exciting stuff yeah well thank you yeah anytime so yeah uh, we'll see some of you on tuesday if you decide to come on back but <laughs> if not we'll we'll see you next week and we'll try and to we're going to be doing then we're going to be doing a different thing on tuesday correct the next one after ascension no, it, it'll be oh. Ascension. Uh, oh, it'll be Ascension. Okay, it's the same for both during the week. Okay. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, too confusing I have one more class. question. Hebrew mm -hmm. class is on Thursdays? Yeah. Starting, starting in the January, first... it'll be on Thursdays. And what time? So it's going to be 6.30 to 9 uh, Mountain Standard Time. Okay. I mean, uh, there's the first half of the class and the second half of the class, so... You'll have different nuances and all of it's so going to be January. Different. It will start January 5th. Uh, I believe so. So yeah. 830 to. So what did you say? 30 to 11 your time. Oh, my goodness. And so. Is that all one class or is that two classes? That's two classes. So uh, you just choose which one. So it's like an hour and a half and an hour and a half. Uh, just choose which one uh, works best for you kind of a thing uh, it's those two books uh-huh yeah so um i am revamping how i'm after the first seven weeks I, i'm revamping just a, a couple little tweaks and stuff so if you haven't bought the books or whatever um like we'll still be using them but i i'm revamping it because there was quite a few people that said that they they couldn't get them and I found a couple other little tweaks to, to go in there. So um, if you've bought the, the books, great. But if you haven't, uh, you might want to hold off because we're kind of revamping a few little things as I'm going through it. I've been, me and my mom, I've been trying to teach her Hebrew, <laughs> seeing how fast she can learn it. And she's my, my guinea pig. And so it, we've been revamping a, a few little tweaks. How's that going, darling? You're muted. It's kind of fun, actually. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to at this age, but I'm finding that I, I kind of practice 
saying those things during the day and stuff. It's kind of fun. They're kind of fun. That's great. Yeah, she's the one, like when we started lectures, I can't memorize. And then uh, <laughs> we're going to do Hebrew. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Darlene, did you end up memorizing the lectures? What? Were you able to memorize the lectures? Oh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't even tried. She didn't even apply herself. <laughs> but she is with the Hebrew, because that one, I need a good guinea pig, so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting for that gift, because there's things I can't even remember. It's crazy. Like, I just did it, and I can't remember it. Yeah. Oh, me too, apparently, after we've seen the Ascension thing. <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> my notes. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Dogs, new tricks. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it in there and the Lord will pull it out. Yeah, exactly right when we need it. All right. Well, we will catch everyone sometime. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Good night.